0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Dw avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
2: 18 plus
0: super happy fun time spring fling leftovers finale edition featuring me sadie who is very sad and that guy shane
1: and i am studiously avoiding any reflective surfaces right now
0: you should right yeah yeah because i don't who are you man the first time i watched that i had no idea what was going on i had to listen to like eight podcasts to be like oh (laughs) it took
1: me a while through the episode before i figured it out but i think i understand
0: did you only watch it once Yes. All right. I watched it once, like in my usual, just like drunken Sunday night mode, and then I watched it again, like taking notes and having already listened to a bunch of podcasts. And I'm like,
3: oh,
0: so yeah. One thing I just I listened to a new podcast today. I don't remember what it's called, um, but I just was like, I, I need one more person's intake on this, and or input, and they pointed out that the guy who is um, putting Kevin uh, through the biometric scanners is is Australian mm-hmm. Kevin who the, those ladies killed
1: oh cool yeah, yeah they, they they do that a lot when they go to the whatever that world is uh, you know they'll have actual people yeah no. well it's supposedly I guess it's the world of the dead so I guess it's it, you have to be dead to be there so yeah. that guy died of drowning. Yeah, yeah, now he's there.
0: No one had bowed up before. And technically, also, it seems like we're just jumping right in. Technically, it seems like Kevin has to know the people who are there. Like, it would be weird otherwise. And so everyone's sort of wondering where he would have seen Christopher Sunday. And I'm thinking he could have just seen a picture because I think Kevin Sr., when he stole his file, might have had a picture. So Kevin might have yeah, been there. Yeah. And Kevin, I think, saw other Kevins murder on the news. Mm-hmm. Maybe somewhere like that. Anyway, so we're talking about um, Episode 9, The Most Powerful Man in the World and His Identical Twin Brother, and Episode mm-hmm. 10, The Book of Nora. I sort of want to keep them a little bit separate because they're very, very different. Um, yeah. But just in general, what were your thoughts on each of them? Let's just start with, with nine. What were, what were your thoughts?
1: Okay. I, uh, I thought it was awesome. I've enjoyed every that they've gone to the afterlife world or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And every time it's a little bit different and a little bit weird. I liked this one. Like I said, it took me about half the episode before. I oh, he's swapping places. He's swapping brains with the other guy whenever he does this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I always like seeing the other versions of the characters, um, especially when they can bring back people that haven't been on the show in a while, like Patty and Meg.
0: It was nice to see Meg again. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting that. Um and I love that like when he was asking the three questions, um, the third one was like, who's your secretary of state? Which would be a really obvious question, not a secret oh. question at all. And it, this is just yeah. for him to decide. And he's like, um, eleven, Levin.
1: <laughs> and, oh, you know, do you think that if he could have said anything and that would have been the person? Oh, Absolutely. Oh, interesting. So then, without meaning to, he brought Patty and had to deal with her.
0: Yes, but uh, then she said mm. later on that uh, you yeah. brought me back, and what was great about that was that she said that he helped her. You know, she needed to get over herself, over the abuse and uh, from her father and her husband and the m- women shitting on him and stuff, and and kevin actually helped her like move past that and out of this world and he brought her back out of mm-hmm. retirement and she wanted to help him and um, her like major line, you know, he said he wanted to go home and she's like, do you, do you, Kevin? <laughs> I love her fucking voice. Do you, Kevin? Kevin? because you keep on ending up back here. You keep saying that and you keep on ending up back here. and everyone keeps saying that to him. Then what are you doing mm-hmm. here? Christopher Sunday said, yeah. like, do you believe your dad that if you get this song from me and take it back, he can no, then what are you doing here?
1: And that's uh, that's the whole theme. It's building up to the end where he's like, well, you know what? What am I doing here? What is here doing here? Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to come here again. I want to you know, get rid of this place and never worry about it anymore.
0: Exactly. And so, yeah, Milo asked me today, um, what about the whole end of the world thing? And I didn't have an answer for him and then was reading some notes. I'm like, oh, no, the answer is he has to destroy that world to
3: never mm-hmm. fucking come back there.
1: And uh, anyway. So... Does that mean that that world was only Kevin's personal afterlife? Like, Because otherwise he just – I don't know if he just killed a bunch of souls and I don't know if – can no one else ever get there anymore when they die?
0: Oh, my god. Jesus. Of all the questions I've thought of this week, that's not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point though. Um,
1: Maybe it was his personal afterlife and so he just destroyed his personal afterlife and nobody else really goes to their own. I don't know.
0: I don't know either. Um yeah and like so Meg when when Meg died does she have a thing and I don't think so. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because Kevin can come back. Maybe maybe that's it. That Kevin can go there and shit can happen and he can come back and all of that just stops. Maybe. I don't know. God damn it. Mm. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> like I've said before, this show is just so hard for me to talk about because I don't feel smart enough. I I feel like I get it when I'm watching it, but then when I think about it, my brain explodes. And
1: it's like it slips away, like a dream.
0: It does. It's true. Yeah. Oh, here's an interesting thought. Um, I wrote down a mm-hmm. bunch of like just weird little things, and one of them is um, uh, when you dream, everyone in your dream is is you, is some version of you. So, oh. so in that whole thing, like you know, dog killer and. Assassin and other Kevin and Patty and Meg are all just, like, different sides of him trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and helping Kevin. So in that
1: case, what does um, what does the uh, biometrics machine represent? <sighs>
0: um, the, the, well, <laughs> well, we've seen it, it bouncing under those
1: <laughs> But So it. his subconscious has you know, uh, a dick measurement mm-hmm. in it?
0: hmm
1: Okay. okay.
0: Two things about that. My problem with the thing that flips down is it should have it should have been more like like a screen door. It should have gone like shh, you know, instead of like that, okay. that falling and bouncing plastic thing. That's yeah. odd. And um, I'm sure you don't because you don't obsess. So the sound of him <laughs> dropping his penis on the thing was created by a, a ferret dropped on a quilt.
1: That's interesting.
0: That's what the sound. Of interesting. It. Yeah. But how did you
1: learn that is that like a podcast
0: yeah on a podcast yep yep cool yeah it's so funny though and I watched it again last night I'm like yeah that sounds like a ferret being dropped in a quilt sure <laughs> sure. sure why not sure why not I, so I don't think that your identical oh. twin brother would have the exact same penis as you so
1: I would- don't know enough about that to know
0: yeah and also I mean if that's the only way in then how was patty already there and how did Meg get in? And I love the code was six nine six nine.
1: Yeah, and I, I want to hear. Uh, actually, we may hear because we have an uh, an email to read tonight. I was going to say we get I to hear know. from Trent. I wonder if he noticed that. <laughs> it's his favorite number.
0: I don't think he mentioned it because I did read it, but um. Oh okay. But uh, yeah, that's hilarious. So that kind of lends to the whole it's it's Kevin's own conjuring because
3: you know mm-hmm.
0: he's sort of like. Immature and and manly and stuff, and he's like, "What would my code mm-hmm. be? Six nine, six nine, and my tick <laughs> would be what they'd measure." And oh, and then they said, um, <laughs> "He said, who would go to those lengths?"
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Well, I was thinking um, going into both of these episodes, but uh, I was thinking that. This I can't get it out of my head that Damon Lindelof did Lost. I know that that was a whole lot of other people as well. Mm-hmm. But I kept going into this and I kept looking for, you know, is this going to do what Lost did or is it going to try to be away from it or whatever? And then this episode opens with a plane crash on a tropical island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then so somewhere,
1: at that um... point I was like, well, okay, I guess <laughs> – Maybe, you know, what if there's a crossover?
0: When uh, when Kevin goes to talk to uh, Nora, so I'm jumping the next episode, um, he's like, oh. I saw you on your bike, and I was just traveling around, and I'm trying to get a little lost. Boom. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what if he had, like, the guy that had come up to him on that island had been Jack, you know?
0: <laughs> Instead, it was a uh, dog guy.
1: Dog guy. And the dog killer. Oh guy, yes, right? the guy that believes in. Wait, is he the one that believes in the dog people in the government?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And I recognized his eyes when he came up. I'm like, oh, that's dog guy. I can't remember his fucking name right now. I want to say Carl, mm-hmm. Earl, or something. But um, I want to say another thing before we start going. Um, yeah. That uh, someone said on a podcast this week that this show seems to affect people who have like a certain something about them that lends them to have something with this, And whether you've lost someone, those guys who are extra jws and find interesting things about the spiritualism of it. And I was like, oh my god, when did Joffrey die? And I went back and looked, and yeah, my friend Joffrey died January of the year that this started, so five months before this show started. And I was still com- oh, wow. completely and totally in the throes of horrific grief when this show started wow and i think that that might be why this show has gotten me so much it just like it
1: resonated with you
0: really well a, a meditation yeah. on on grief and what does it mean and witnessing other people's grief um was did, did something for me and made made it easier for me to not easy at all but easier for me to like understand that other people have grief and then i found this thing sorry I'm, um I want to look up this thing that I read. Which one was it? It was probably... Oh, shoot. I'm going to edit this out. Um Oh god damn it, where was it? Alright, never mind. I'll find it while we're talking. But it had something to do with okay. with your grief and how you can say that your grief is worse than someone else's grief, but it's not. Your grief is your grief and you experience it the way you're
1: entirely it. individual.
0: And they experience it the way they experience it and you can't ever like like Nora, her her grief at losing her family isn't any different than anyone else's grief. you it's all equal, really. Yep. You know, and the way that you deal with it is the way that you deal with it. Oh, man, these episodes just blew my shit. All right, so um, <laughs> let's sort of, like, move through that episode. Um, first of all, we got the first season music with the second season mm-hmm. visuals and the credits, and that was pretty cool. I liked that they did that, but
3: mm-hmm.
0: I also knew that immediately the last episode was going to bring us back to Let the Mystery Be, which was oh yes, so great. It's so, my favorite. Yeah, it is great. So Kevin and Nora in the tub. That was adorable.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Nice uh, cold open, um, and yeah, she wants. You want
1: to- me to grow a beard?
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, if I'm gonna have sex with that abomination, I'm gonna dress it up the way I want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And she wants to be cremated. She's like, "Yep, we'll burn you up real good." <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was nice to hear Lily crying in the background, and and that is a cool thing too. Yeah, like, definitely. I'll go check on her. Like, no, she'll calm down. Just wait. And it's true. That happens. You just you, just wait. So uh, yeah, so then uh, the credits and Grace's house, and they all wake up, <laughs> and lots of swearing by Kevin Senior. That dude. Yeah. He can't he can't go a sentence without the f bomb. Like, she fucking drugged well, us. Well.
1: <laughs> he's lived a long hard life, that Kevin.
0: He has. I know. His face looks like a map of Australia. Um. And Kevin has gone and just um, seesawed himself, which is. Pretty risky, mm-hmm. really. You might want to have people watching.
1: <laughs> uh, remember, always have a suicide buddy. Have what? I said, remember, always have a suicide buddy.
0: You glitched out again. I'm sorry. A suicide
1: I said, it, it's not funny, but suicide buddy. Oh, he yeah. needed to have somebody with him. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, let's see. Lori talked him out of it, but no... Oh yeah, okay. And then his horse is here. And then they look outside, and there he is. But he knows what to do. And, and he's like, "I need to find your people. And your kids' names are this. And I need to go to this guy and find this. And I need to tell Evie I love her. Let this thing go. Boom. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the beach thing. Dog guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dog guy.
0: Dog guy. You're right. Yeah, the beach thing. It could have been. It totally could have been the others' loss. The others' island. Those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, is that your face <laughs> up there? Yeah. So then... Oh, no reflective surfaces. And like, what are those? My sunglasses. Bam, bam, bam. Dang, that guy is... He's obsessed with reflective surfaces. And I love that this show just like doesn't bother to like tell you why. <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah, well, not at first, but you get to find out why.
0: Yeah. It's like, just, just roll with it. Just...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's how they found...
1: So. If Kevin is an international assassin making who knows how much James Bond money, mm-hmm. why does he live in a shack? Hmm. You think he just likes living in a shack by the ocean?
0: Maybe he's just on vacation.
1: Oh, maybe.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: That works too. Yeah. I, I didn't know if you were into that.
0: No, Shane, you're glitching out really bad. I want to start this call. Do
1: you want me to call you back?
0: Yes, I'm gonna stop and yeah. Um, should I restart? Have you restarted recently?
1: Um, I mean, we've just been talking for the last 20 minutes. I haven't done anything.
0: But did you restart before we started talking?
1: Oh, no. Let me to do that?
0: Yeah, would you? Because, yeah, you're really
3: blah, 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 blah a lot. <laughs> okay. okay, hold on. I'll call you back. All right, bye. Bye. Reporting. File size. Things are happening. And there's a
0: dinosaur that is Shane. <laughs> Okay. Um, all right. So I'm just going to lead this and you're going to say things occasionally? Um, sure. All right. Um, so the target, his target is uh, is the president of the United States. And can you do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Yep. All right. No problem. No problem. And um, all right. So he's talked to the kids and then he does that. <laughs> oh, my God. Excuse me. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. <laughs> Um, he needs to talk to the kids. I and came movie out of you. And Christopher Sunday. You mean the prime minister of Australia? Yes.
1: Because Yeah, sure, why not?
0: Sure, why not? Oh, and then David Burton is on the earpiece. Always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, all the places we've seen him before, the karaoke, the bridge, mm-hmm. um, he's God. The boat. The boat, yeah. yep, the, the lion's ex-boat. The mauling. Yep. The time when I actually thought that he was God and that that was the explanation for the departure and that he had done it. And I was like, wait, what? No. <laughs> oh, I was going to say at the beginning of this episode, good day, Melbourne. But I didn't. So
3: I just Ah, oh,
1: damn.
0: I know. Um, so marriage has been outlawed. That's okay. And uh, because he
1: Well, just- Oh, uh, yeah. Because um, I don't remember exactly what the reasoning was there. <laughs> Like families are bad or something?
0: Yeah, but then uh, he said, like, we used to like uh, smoke all the time and not talk. Then we realized that that was stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, So Liam, one of Grace's children, was the essay winner on on why he doesn't need a mom and dad. We never got to find out what that reason was. I would have liked to hear his essay, actually. Yeah. And uh, where are your shoes? Why does that matter? Damn it. <laughs> that help mom
1: I out. love that Kevin went into this whole thing with the attitude that he would be able to find all these people and get straight answers out of them when he knows that that is not how anything works over on that side.
0: It's true, right? Yeah. I'm going to just do this and come back and like our shoes are – we left them in the cupboard because, mm-hmm. because we did. And she's like, oh, there's our shoes.
3: I'm
1: going to find these 18 people that I have to deliver messages to. And I'm going to come back with the world-saving rain dance all within the amount of time that I am drowning. I don't know.
0: He did pretty good, though. He ran –
1: no. Oh, he did. He he did find everybody.
0: He did. Um. So, yeah. So then Evie shows up, and she's an opposite now, and her entire family was killed by a drone strike, ordered by the guilty remnant instead of her being killed by the drone strike as a guilty remnant. And
1: that, I think, was foreshadowing for the next episode with the, the opposites, you know?
0: yeah. I think everything was like very, very much turning opposity along the way of this thing. Um, so then, uh, unique biometrics, etc. I wrote down. Um, mm-hmm. You got to bring it from Defcon three to Defcon two. Like, is that worse? Yes. Have you not seen War Games? That's.
1: that's <laughs> it is a very confusing system, to be honest. Yeah, I guess. Bigger so. numbers should mean more. Big, bigger numbers should mean more terror. Afraidness.
0: Yeah, that's true. And like the colors go from like yellow to orange to red. That sort of makes sense. Like red means danger. Four should yeah. be bad. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, uh. And then the rain starts. I like. Yeah. The rain while they're in the limo together. And I love how everyone kept telling him to do stuff, and he's like, yeah, "I'm the president. If I'm the president, then I get to do what I want." Stop. It. Yeah. Except for Patty. Patty wins all the time. Yeah. Oh, I appreciated um, the vomiting this week on this show was only water. Oh, yeah. Because all the other shows, people are puking all kinds of puking stuff all the time, and oh, I'm yeah. tired of it. I'm tired of the teeth. I'm tired
1: puking of the everything, puking,
0: and I'm tired of the stabbing. Um, however, this episode did have a person bleeding out on the floor, as did Fargo mm-hmm. with uh, Ray out. You're
1: going to have issues with this week's Twin Peaks.
0: I'm sure that I will. I'm sure that I will. Um, what was my other thing? There was another one. Um, oh, I, um, House of Cards uh, that, uh, spoiler alert, someone poisoned someone, and then Fargo also had mm-hmm. the, the poisoning thing. Stop,
3: mm-hmm.
0: stop, stop, Shows. Stop.
1: A couple of years ago, Twin Peaks had all of the Gargon Zumba puking.
0: Yeah, uh-huh, I know, yeah. And then, what's his name on Fargo? Ugh. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So they brought him out too early because everything is flooding, and uh, he was just with Evie, and the kids don't know what happened to their shoes, and uh, so <laughs> let's just move up to the tub if I'm going to do I
1: like best. that. That's just the end of that for, for that lady. It's like, look, your kids don't know about their shoes. Okay. Moving on. Moving
0: on. Yep, I know. Because <laughs> what did – I'm kind of – I want to know now. God damn it. But I guess I need to let the mystery be.
1: Uh, nice.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that like nine times tonight. Uh, so uh, senior has to hold him down. He said he would do it if he could, but he can't. And um, and then again, down we go. Um, oh, the secret questions were good. What was your pet as a child? Didn't have one. Mom was mm-hmm. allergic. Favorite movie? Godfather. Long pause. Part two. Two.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
0: And who is your Secretary of State? Long pause. Patty Levin? Because, I mean, seriously, he would know, right? So it's not a secret question. It, yeah. It could have been Laura. Lori, it could have been Nora. It could have been Meg. It could have been anyone at that point. But but there she is again in the Situation Room, my favorite lady in her fucking voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, They never explained. She says, "Uh, here's the nuclear football, and he's like, well, what's in <laughs> that one? Never mind about that. Okay. Yeah and just another thing just like put that on the shelf and we will never know um, I wonder
1: if there's a lot of people saying things like that in the current administration Yeah. <laughs> what does this button do don't worry about that Mr. President
0: yeah, this one gets you a Coca-Cola that's the only one mm-hmm. you need to worry about this one this one puts you nine-eye this, that. Yeah, this one makes you not tweet things oh no that button doesn't work oh.
1: Oh, no. what sorry you glitched out I just said nope, you're right, Evan, it doesn't work
0: Yep, nope um, <laughs> yep. Sorry, my notes are crazy chicken scratching um, he needs. To okay talk, He needs to talk to Chris for Sunday And then mm-hmm. uh, the VP shows up And it's Meg Looking Yes With really cute hair
3: <laughs> Yeah Yep
0: So she um, doesn't want to destroy everything Because she's found love and and her her love is God. And then his earpiece says, tell her I love her too. <laughs> that, that was good. was like my favorite thing that happened. Um, do you know what the Fisher Protocol is and that it's actually a real thing? I mean it's not a real thing, but it was suggested once.
1: Yeah, I've heard of the suggestion before of a way to deter us from, from war. And um, it's kind of a good idea. I mean so long as the person in charge is ethical – but, but if you're ethical, then you're not going to push the button to launch the nukes anyway? I don't know.
0: I know. Yeah, it seems really weird. It's like it's the a thing where you just like you really, 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 really have to blow up – want to blow up the whole world to cut another human being open and get the key out. So, okay. Well, here's a question, Sadie. Hmm? All right. We haven't launched nukes in
1: 60 years. Mm-hmm. It's a fairly safe bet, all things going on right now aside, that we're not going to launch nukes. Pretty much ever because of mutual assured destruction. Uh-huh. So, given that scenario, if we had this process in place and they were like, the volunteer gets, you know, $10 million and, you, you know, you never have to do anything, whatever, would you volunteer?
0: Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay. No. 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 Gross. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get cut open as as my way of dying.
1: But I said we've we're never gonna never gonna happen.
0: Well, wait. So what's my incentive for doing it?
1: Uh, let's say ten million in a year.
0: Oh yeah, then okay, yeah, sure. Okay. But wait, does Trump have access to cutting me open? Because that guy's insane.
1: So he does if he wants to launch the nukes. But then I, you're still only like. Like a, probably only a forty percent chance he ever does it.
0: Forty is <laughs> <40's> pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so we didn't even mention like. So how did how did he get there? What what did he look in that was reflective that he ended up there? Just a shard of glass. Oh, that's right. Okay, so then he grabs Patty's glasses and looks in those, mm-hmm. and boom, turns into the other Kevin. Mm-hmm. hmm Thoughts? No?
1: I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah, that's he does that a few times in the episode. Um, it's weird. I don't know why. I think it, it feels like it was just written in as a way to to have him be duality or something, for him there to be two of him, and then, well, how is he going to communicate? And then they came up with this idea with reflections. It's all really cool, and I enjoyed it. Okay. But I don't know how much I have to say about it.
3: All right.
0: Um, I'm wondering what happens to – so eventually we do get both Kevin's together. Are both Kevin's active at all times? Like, so when the one looks in the glass and turns into the other one, what's the other one doing? Was my giant question.
1: That is a big question. Yeah, um, I have no idea.
0: All right, because eventually they ended up together. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, okay, and then uh, six nine six nine. Oh yeah, the agent <laughs> on, Meg was the agent on the inside that uh,
3: let, yes. let him
0: in and. What was her purpose to – oh, yeah, to get him – oh, yeah, because Patty and other Kevin were going to destroy the world, and she wanted – she was the one essentially who had hired Kevin Harvey to stop that from happening because she loved God.
1: I think. <laughs> I, It's really – it's really – like you pull a thread and the whole thing comes apart, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that sounds right so far, yeah.
0: OK. And then he shoots her.
1: <laughs> well, like you do.
0: Like you do. You know, yeah. Fuck that girl. Um, Com's room, he goes to talk to Christopher Sunday, um, and let's see, I wrote, has he seen him before, which we discussed earlier, whether he, him being in that world is someone he's seen before, and so the big question is, like, does this stuff really happen? Does
1: uh, I don't know. I mean, it's all... It's all dead people, but it's like you said. It's all dead people. Kevin at least knows of. Um, I don't, and you know my problem with it. If if it was, if this is a real place that everybody is going to, is that by the end of the episode it doesn't exist anymore, and that's going to affect everybody. So I'm hoping that that's not right. Um, I hope that this is all Kevin centric for whatever reason.
0: Um, so one of my big like talking points I wanted to bring up was uh, how Lori says when people are crazy and talking crazy, you don't tell them that they're crazy. What mm-hmm. if, like most of the people on this show are just shit balls nuts, and like.
1: Everyone... Then what's the point? Hmm. If nothing means anything, it's just an exercise in dadaism.
0: All right. Well. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> i know i know
1: i'm sorry tell me if i'm being an ass but no
0: because no, no. yeah when we get to the next <laughs> episode i have the same kind of question
1: yeah oh, i'm very confused about this i think this was this space that he goes to was a space that only he went to because it was where he worked things out for himself and his brain yes it's almost like lucid dreaming
0: yeah which is um, milo actually said that today when i was listening to a podcast he said lucid dreaming like pretty smart kid.
1: Yeah, like he can guide where he goes to and, and everybody in there is somebody he knows. Um, I think that's the theory that makes the most sense.
0: Mm-hmm. And the two Kevins are... Um, so, yeah, the two Kevins are, are wrestling it out and I think it all comes down to the next episode with Nora and the previous <laughs> episode where he left her in the hotel and he had to get to a point where he realized that um, she meant something and
1: was that was the the back half of this season has been kevin and nora both realizing their relationship i think Mm -hmm. like they when the show started i don't know if i would have said that the two of them were central like kevin's always been one of the focuses of the show but like (laughs) their relationship together i didn't think about much until this season and then all of a sudden i realized where the writers are going with it and they're Making them the ultimate, you know, end game is the two of them talking, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and each season has ended with the two of them in a good place, and each season Mm -hmm. has also ended with Nora speaking the last words. So, I didn't know that. Yes, the first season, um, I forget what what was going on, but Kevin and Jill come back to the house, and Tommy has dropped off Holy Wayne's baby, and Nora's standing there holding it, and she says, "Look what I found." which is also the last line of the book. The second season, he's been off doing weird shit, getting shot by John and stuff, and, and John hates him. But then they walk back to their house together, and he says, well, John says, what if no one's home? And Kevin says, well, then come over here, which was beautiful. And then he walks inside, and Nora says, you're home. And then it's a mm-hmm. beautiful scene of and being there. Everybody and everybody smiles. Everyone, and everyone smiles. And, yeah, I've always felt like it was leading towards towards them being yeah. There. And have, have we talked about the book that I'm reading the book on the podcast? No. no. Um, so, interesting. Uh, so, Matt is not her brother, um, and, mm-hmm. but he is a pri- Oh, yeah, you
1: had mentioned that, I think.
0: Yeah, he is a priest, and he is doing the thing where he's, like, bringing the flyers around and telling off people who, like, you know, this wasn't the rapture because this guy was this and this guy was this, and, um, and then she has a sister who does have kids, which is weird, and um, Matt has an ex-wife with kids so that um kevin is the mayor not the police chief um but they did in just in the book go to a dance um uh, like christmas or no like a mixer like a singles mixer thing and danced all night together so coming back to the christmas dance that they danced together in the show but that's as far as i am which is not very far and then my (laughs) audiobook expired so i have to get it again Oh, Oh, okay. Um, So then he smashes the screen where he's talking to Christopher Sunday, and I think he sort of does that inadvertently, and then like, "Oops, reflection, boom."
3: (laughs) Yep. Back to the
0: other place. I
1: I felt the same way, yeah.
0: So I keep writing down POTUS in my notes, but I hate it because I feel like it refers to just that guy. Did people say that before? Mm -hmm. I felt like we always said the president. Yeah, it's
1: been a term. It's been a term for years. I remember it's actually, um, it, it wasn't as common for a while in public. It was just something that, you know, insiders or whatever would say. And it was a plot point in the first ever episode of The West Wing, where the episode follows all these people in their daily lives and they all get notifications about. POTUS, POTUS this, POTUS this, POTUS this, and it shows them all coming together, and you realize, oh, these are all people that work at the White House, and then Martin Sheen walks in, and they explain what POTUS means, oh. and it turns out that he had crashed his bicycle into a tree, or as he put it, came to a sudden arboreal stop.
0: <laughs> That's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just reading an article the other day about uh, characters who weren't meant to be in shows very much, and... Apparently Mm -hmm. they didn't really intend for Martin Sheen to be in the show very much. That
1: No, they didn't, and then he comes in and he comes in and does this righteous speech to this uh, uh, fundamentalist Christian lady, and then all of a sudden I guess they're like, oh, shit, he's awesome, and we're going to have him in every episode.
0: Is that the first episode, the one where he totally goes off on that chick with all the quotes?
1: Yeah, because that was one of the subplots was that they were – Somebody had said something on TV against the anti-Christian League or something. I don't even know. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's a great, great, great speech. I'm still watching that show. I'm still slowly barreling through West Wing. Love it, love it. It's good. It's love a good it. one. Yeah, I fucking love Alice and Janney. Mm. All right, <laughs> back to this. Actually, let's pause on this for a moment and do some other stuff. Can we talk about some other stuff. Okay. For a sec? Do you have recommendations?
1: Let's. Uh. <laughs> um. Yeah, actually. Um,
0: I just need to let, my brain let me think chill for a moment. <laughs>
1: uh let me think. What was I gonna recommend? Um, damn it. Oh, uh, I can recommend the new season of Orange and the New Black. It's um all uh, the whole new season just dropped uh, the other day. And All the episodes are set over the course of, like, a three-day period where there was this thing at the end of last year where it ended on a cliffhanger with one of the inmates had a gun. And this whole season takes place over the three days of a riot where the inmates actually take over the prison and hold the guards hostage, and the situation develops from there.
3: Wow. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds
0: pretty cool. How far are you? Did you watch the whole thing already?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen the whole thing now. So got another year to wait for that.
0: You do. Um, have you finished House of Cards? Yes. Me too.
1: I'm not. I'm not a mom like you. I can watch TV all day long if I want to. I know. So I, know. I get done with shows quicker, and that's not a bad thing. For anybody? You
0: know, yeah, I'm. Just, I, need to, uh, I need to get a Bluetooth for my laptop computer so that I can be in the kitchen and watch stuff with headphones and walk around. Yes. Because otherwise, I
1: do that with podcasts.
0: Suddenly, people are fucking all the all of a sudden, and like shit. <laughs> um, I also want to recommend. I think we both can Wonder Woman. Yes. Oh
1: my God! It was so fun. It's fun, and it's um. Colorful. It's all of the things that people were upset about the other DC movies. It's not that.
0: And it is a goddamn awesome feminist manifesto, man.
1: <laughs> it very much is. So- I love the. I love the scene. Not to spoil anything. There's one scene where they are. She's talking to Steve Trevor about man's world, and he asks about you know, or the, the topic of sex comes up, and she is not stupid. She's just naive. You know, she's like, yeah, I've read all about. This. I know what this is. You know. And that seemed to be her attitude the whole movie. Like, okay, I understand. I'm smart. I get this. And you know, she was new to our ways, yeah. but she's not dumb.
0: Well, she she's read like all seven uh, volumes of the like, the, the sex books essentially. The something something <laughs> yeah. of Cleo. And he's like, uh, have you brought any of those?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, well, you know, you'll be disappointed by them because basically they talk about and. For pleasure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Men, are, men are, yeah, they're all right for procreation, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so
1: you know, it's, it's a great, it's a great fun hero, heroic movie, and it's doing really well, which is good.
0: Oh yeah, it's doing amazing. Milo's a psychiatrist asked us today, like, "Do you guys see Wonder Woman yet?" Because he knows we're crazy movie people. I'm like, oh yeah, and twice. <laughs> and um,
1: oh, speaking of movies. Yes. Sorry, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say one more thing. Look around wherever you live and see if somebody is having like some sort of summer movie series. Because the big fancy theater the next town over here is. And I went to go see Psycho the other night at the giant Patliss theater, and it was so cool, it was awesome. And they're having all these throughout the summer.
0: Had you seen Psycho before?
1: Oh, a few times, but never in a, a theater, you know, and never in such a nice place like that. But like later on the, uh, this summer, they're. Sharing. Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? I need to go see that.
0: It's in like two weeks. Are you going to go? Yeah, I'm planning on it. Yay! I'm so excited. Uh,
1: But yeah, wherever you live, look and see if somebody is showing cool old movies. It's fun.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I'm back. Yeah, we have a uh, theater called The Academy that every every week shows something kind of odd, and so does the Laurelhurst. And they're both cool theaters with beer and pizza, and uh, so – Let's see. Last week, Laurel Hurst was showing Free Eyes Only* and um, an old, oh, *The Big Sleep*. Uh, um, Humphrey Bogart. Oh, cool. And this week they're showing *Key Largo*. And last week nice. the Academy was showing *Jaws*. This week they're showing um, *Princess Mononoke*, which I might be cool to go see. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's a picture of Joffrey on my computer. Hi, Joff. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh. So, but speaking of *Psycho*, I wanted to recommend a mm-hmm. podcast called *Inside Psycho*. And it's a yeah. you told me about this six part deep dive into the making of Psycho. So the first episode is about uh, Ed Gein and like the reality of that. Second episode is about Robert Block, the guy who wrote it. Third episode is about uh, starting to get it made, and then. Uh, Four and five are about the making of, and the last one's kind of about, like, everything that followed behind that, like, the remake and um, people who are named Loomis, (laughs) which is funny, because, like, the um, the doctor in Halloween, his name is Sam Loomis. Oh, yeah. um, Billy Loomis in the Scream movies and his mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, how it just influenced, like, everything, everything. It's, um... It's got really cool production um, with, like, cool music and sound effects and stuff. It's a little bit overwrought at times, but, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really good, like, three-hour listen. I listened to it all in one day. It was super Okay.
1: Maybe I will check it out, especially now that I've just seen the movie again.
0: You totally should, yeah. It was really, really interesting. Like, just fun stuff about how, um, like, in The Birds, um, Tippi Hedron, like, Melanie Griffith is her daughter, you know? And mm-hmm. Melanie Griffith was five years old, and her birthday came around, and Hitchcock got her a doll that looked just like her mom and gave it to her in a box shaped like a coffin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am sure Tippi Hedren appreciated that.
0: I'm sure that the little girl did, too. Like, oh, it's my oh dead mom. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Hitch. Thanks, Hitch. And my last recommendation is The Visit, the M. Night Shyamalan movie
3: about the, okay.
0: about the kids who go to visit their grandparents. Yeah. And that's kind of all I want to say about it because it has a really, really good twist. And, yeah, I watched it with uh, Milo okay. and Chris last night. and I, I, I,
1: I still need to see Split.
0: Oh, yeah, you should totally see that. That was good, too. Yeah, a good end thing. All right. So, yes, The Visit. It was really good. I saw it when the boys were out of town one day and was watching it with them last night, and Milo was just... Terrified, like crawling around, screaming, and, and I was like, "Well, I watched this by myself one time, and uh, Mom, you're crazy. How? How do you? How do you watch <laughs> things like this during the day by yourself?" And, um, oh. Yeah, and then he tried to talk me into a sleepover last night. I'm like, "No, nope, you can do this. You can do it. You can."
3: Sleep <laughs> on your own. And he did. And Good.
0: Now he's afraid of grandmas. <laughs> All right. So back to it. Let's see. So then. Invokes the Fisher Protocol, and then – I didn't write it down, but that whole uh, book part that he read was really, really beautiful, all sort of culminating in the fact that he's a big fraidy cat, and he should stop being a fraidy cat and go ahead and accept the love. Yeah. And then uh, and then he cuts other Kevin open, and he said, we fucked up with Nora, and then uh, –
1: Yeah. You know, That's a great realization to have when you're stabbing yourself. And- mm-hmm.
0: That was super Getting gross.
1: Getting the launch codes.
0: That was super gross, yeah. man. It was like all reaching up in there and shit. And... It reminded me of
1: a uh, Saw movie.
0: <laughs> Have you seen those? Do you like those?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, oh, complicated. I don't love them. They're not you know, great cinema, but they're fun. And I don't mind the gory. I, I, I like the, the... – it, they're interesting to me sometimes because of the way that they do the murders and stuff. But uh, yeah, I watched every one of them. I saw them all in the theaters. Huh. And there's a new one coming out this year. And uh, probably gonna, I was thinking about doing a Trent-style 24-hour uh, marathon of all the movies before
0: I go to this one. Wow. Huh. Yeah, Milo asked me about them last night while while we were watching The Visit, and I was like, no, those are torture porn and not my thing. And I'm like, do you know what that means? He's like, I know both of those words. I don't know what that means. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, it's just like violence for violence's sake in a way, and yeah.
1: But I mean, they have some of the movies have more of a message than some of the other ones. Like, uh, part six was really good because it was like. Dealing with this guy that was cheating people out of insurance, so it was being topical and stuff. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it's kind of just um, have fun watching people get. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I like that about the Final Destination movies. But that's not a person. These are all just random, yeah. random acts of stuff that happens, and that's what I like about them. Is except that that's also sort of horrifying, and I will never go in a tanning bed and like. <laughs> Dentist, please don't leave me alone in here. No, don't do that. But and yeah.
1: I'll never use the uh, escape ladder thing.
0: The escape ladder thing? Oh yeah. What is
1: it? The what is the outside thing called?
0: Fire escape. Fire escape.
1: The fire escape. Yeah. Yeah. Guy gets also, from
0: never take an elevator, never take a shower, never use a knife. Um, <laughs> never stick your hand down
1: into the, the, the food processor – I mean not food processor, food thing in your sink.
0: Don't do it. Um, disposal is the word.
1: Disposal, yeah. That. yeah.
3: Never, that
0: Essentially, don't ever do anything. Mm-hmm. Well, only, No, you can do stuff as long as you haven't cheated death. If you've cheated death, then don't do anything ever, mm-hmm. ever. But anyway, I fucking love those movies. That one where the guy gets his oh. guts, guts ripped out from the bottom of the pool.
1: <laughs> the other thing – I'm sorry to keep defending this thing that I know you don't like. But the other thing about the Saw movies is that it does tell one long story over the course of the seven movies. Like they actually have – some of this happened before and it, the, there's a story of this guy that does this and you know okay. what happened to him and everything. And then some of the characters that show up in one movie – if you often come back for another one, that sort of thing.
0: All right. That's interesting. Yeah. All right.
1: I still say don't watch it if you don't like people dying very bloody.
0: Yeah, no, not not so much. Um, yeah, I like the Scream movies except for three because it's stupid because you have two killers, you have two <laughs> killers, you have one killer. Wait, one what? Fuck you. Well, not the
1: one killer part, but the, the thing about Scream 3 that was stupid was just, the I don't know, the movie itself, I didn't like it very much.
0: Yeah, it could have been great. Fucking Patrick Warburton was in, so, it and Parker fake po- as hell. Parker Posey as the other chick, and I I loved mm. that stuff. But that and Carrie Fisher is also in that movie. So,
1: I mean, I liked Four because Four was basically a remake of One.
0: I loved Four. Four was fucking awesome. Mm. Four was fucking awesome. All right, moving on. <laughs> <You're> talking, <laughs> um, there were some more podcasts.
1: The leftovers. Are we gonna talk about the leftovers some more? Yes.
0: Yes. Sorry, you're, you're glitching really <laughs> bad. I'm so sorry.
1: All right. I'm so no. It's cool. It's just sometimes when I glitch and then you're waiting for it to. You're waiting for me to talk, and I'm waiting for you. And I thought maybe she. You know. Anyway.
0: Yes. All right. So uh, <laughs> Kevin wakes up in the church, and uh, Dad's on top of the house, and mm-hmm. and parents... because
1: somebody's always on top of the house in the show.
0: It's true. Yes. All the way back to um episode one of this season with the woman in white and the big the great disappointment Mm -hmm. and i think that was a lovely bookend because for kevin this was the great kevin senior this was the great disappointment Mm -hmm. it's like yeah it rained really hard it rained really really hard but Mm -hmm. yep not yeah he didn't need the songs (sighs) and what has he been doing for the last four years if he didn't need to be collecting these songs to stop the great flood that must be very disappointing.
1: I think the point is that he did something because he felt like it was needed to be done. You know? Yeah. Uh, part of the show has been people doing what they need to do for themselves to feel like they're doing the right thing or helping. I don't know. No. I- uh, like I think of – sorry. I was going to say I think of like the business of – Lying to people that you're talking to their dead loved ones, you know, they're doing that to make people feel better, not to make money. I think that everybody in their own way is trying to make this world better.
0: It's true. Um, Yeah. I wonder, like, why John used to be such a fucking asshole and used to – like, he burned that guy's house down for being that way and then he – John is a very weird, conflicty character. Yeah. I've never really gotten him.
1: Well, I think he was – um. He was mad and angry at that point just uh, uh, out of frustration at, at things but I think that being I think Lori is what he needed you know and she helped him out and okay. calmed him down I've seen that happen with people where they're not pleasant to be around and they meet the right person I'm not saying that's the answer to anybody that's you know not a cool person but sometimes it works that way and they can become better
0: oh this is this is absolutely me. I used to be oh yeah a really really
1: angry person. Wow, I never I literally never would have guessed that.
0: Right? I know, right? Yeah. Isn't that funny? I
1: don't mean that sarcastically.
0: No, but yeah, I um I just I, I didn't like a lot of things and then I married the wrong person and I was fucking miserable and so I have lots of friends now who like because I worked at this place for a very long time where I met Chris and they're like, "Yeah, I used to be afraid of you." And I'm like, "No, I can totally see that." And like I I totally understand. I just would f- not, not fly off the handle, but I always had like a look on my face, and even most of my life growing up, I always had some look on my face that was off-putting, and that I met Chris, and Chris you
1: had a resting bitch face.
0: Yeah, completely. And also, I didn't—I <laughs> don't see very well, so I squint a lot, and it makes me look like I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, discovering that I needed glasses really helped. Um, but Chris totally, totally, totally saved my life and made me Aww. a happy person. And like, I've never had. Yeah, just like going back and all these people, I'm like, I'm so sorry that you thought I was mean. And but the good part about that is, with all those people who came through that and were good friends now, they all realize that I am literally incapable of pretending to like someone or pretending to be nice. So if I'm nice to you, I you're
1: actually, very sincere.
0: I actually really really like you. And my friend Tanya was like, Yeah, I used to think that you were totally fakey till I realized you don't fake. <laughs>
3: <laughs> nope.
0: Yep. Yeah, I don't. It's true. Um, And I think that's another thing that this show gets to me, too, is, like, mine and Chris's relationship took a long time in, like, getting through each other's divorces, going through this whole period where he was like, I don't want to be in a relationship. And I think he went through a Kevin thing Was like, I can, like, be a loner and be, you know, live in my own house by myself, or I can actually let this chick fucking love me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then he decided to actually... And
1: it worked out really great for y'all.
0: It really did. Yay! (laughs) 11-year anniversary. Woo! Don't do the math. Our kid is 12. <gasps> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I won't
1: um, tell anyone. It's okay. Thanks.
0: Um, so, it was raining so hard, um, got scared, and um, so he came up there, and then Kevin goes, okay. And he's, like, not ready to come down, and then he says, now what? Boom.
1: <laughs> That's a great line.
0: It is. It is. And then my next note was that other stuff about the other Kevin. So it is exactly 8 o'clock we've been on for exactly an hour can I go have a smoke please
1: please do
2: yay
0: I'll be back in 5 to 7 minutes okay.
2: everybody is wondering what and where they all came from everybody is worrying about where they're gonna go when the whole thing's done but no one knows for certain and so it's all the same to me think out will just and we're back. Hello.
0: All right. Hi, Shane. How Hola. you doing? Still doing good?
1: Uh, great. I am wonderful. From exactly half a second ago when we last talked.
0: Yes. Um. This episode's called Book of Nora Surprise from mm-hmm. Book of Kevin, and we got mm-hmm. the original. Let the mystery be. Credits back, and that was great. And
1: all oh, the carrots and little sweet pieces.
0: Yeah. Right. I know. So cute. It's such a good <laughs> I'm yeah, I missed it. And I knew that. And it's great. a good philosophy. It really is, especially with this fucking show. Just mm-hmm. all of it. Do you know what happened? Nope. Just let
1: the mystery, let the mystery be. be.
0: Indeed. All right. So this is all about Kevin and Nora, like we discussed before. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So here are. Um, I'm jumping right to the end. We'll talk about the rest of it when we get there, but I want to do this. All right. The choices are um, one, this is Nora's story to Kevin. One, it really happened. And mm-hmm. um, this does not explain the departure Because people are like, well, she just explained the departure They said they were never going to tell us what happened It doesn't It still doesn't tell us
3: mm-hmm.
1: how that happened I guess, okay, you're right It doesn't explain what happened But it does explain where everybody went to
0: But where?
1: To another Earth, or we went to this Earth Whatever Like, yeah
0: Where? Like, the people
1: still exist
0: yeah. can, you, can you find directions to that place? No Yes Yes, you can. Oh, get in the mission. Yeah, it
1: involves yeah getting in a giant clear ball and basically you know having liquid poured over you like you're in that movie The Abyss and you, but you're not supposed to breathe it in.
0: I thought it looked like a Terminator ball, like the the when they all come out in the yeah. little, little circle.
1: Um, well, especially when you can't wear clothes or anything.
0: Yeah, so yeah, we got to see naked Nora.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, that just brings up the Terminator action, you know. Because in the Terminator movies, you can't you can't time travel with clothes on.
0: Yeah, you can't. And you apparently that's what I'm
1: saying. They were yeah. doing that because of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah. So I I feel like so the first time I watched it and before I listened to anything else, and it took me like several days. I just felt like she was totally telling the truth. It made sense to me.
1: I feel like that too. But you sound like you've changed your mind since then.
0: I nope, because I've decided to let the mystery be and I. <laughs> It's, it's purposely ambiguous. The whole thing is so – I think
1: the other option – what is the other option that but, she got into that machine and then it didn't work and then she just said, well, I'm never talking to anybody again and I'm going to live here on this farm in Australia?
0: She Well, she said stop. She, she said when – and everything went away. I think she said – that's the other option is that she said stop. They pulled her mm-hmm. out. She told Matt, don't tell anyone where I am. She's been in contact with Lori, who – we'll get to that. We'll get there. That. Um,
1: <laughs> I just feel like um, – all right. And if she, it and really she's happened – And that
0: she's just lying. Her story to Kevin is she's just lying.
1: Well, if it really happened, then she got to see her family, and I think that that is more likely because of how she's able to have closure. I don't know if she ever would have had that closure if she didn't go and see them and see that they're happy. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons I think it really happened. Okay,
0: um, I heard an awesome thing someone said that when if ninety eight percent of the world disappeared, everyone gets a beach house. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I mean, yeah, and everyone, you get. It's just weird to think about.
1: I was thinking about how m- most, you know, big sci fi concept stuff like this when something like this happens, we follow the other world. We follow the world where ninety eight percent of the people are gone and they have to survive. You know.
0: Like um, fucking the stand. Uh, this, it, it reminds me yeah, of the stand yeah. a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what – the normal thing is the stand. But in this case, we followed for three years the other side of that where only 2% disappeared and how that affected everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. So yeah, I'm still standing by. That does not explain the departure because that's like one people – lots of people's argument on that. So um, option three for me oh. is that this is her hotel. Like I'm calling it hotel, but like.
1: Oh, it's her afterlife then.
0: Yeah, or her her um sort of Jacob's ladder scenario thing, like just <laughs> just her floating in the bubble, and this is what she what she saw happen, or thinks happened. <laughs> in which case, because Kevin does have a heart heart thing, and he was gone from her thing for a really long time, and then what if Kevin's <laughs> heart thing actually killed him, and that's when he showed up in her. Her time frame
1: maybe who's to say
0: like zero people anywhere else said that that's my own personal thing but
1: I think it it works in a certain way I just uh, I want it to be that it's actually true that she went there and saw her family and decided to come home mm-hmm. although the only thing about that is I don't know because could she have possibly not said hi to her kids do you think <sighs>
0: I don't – I don't know. So – I
1: understand saying, okay, you're happy you have this new woman in your life, whatever, but maybe I'll move in next door and I can still be mom, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I'm sorry. I actually did not watch the last like four or five minutes today because I just couldn't fucking take it again. Um, did she- yeah. I thought she knocked on the door. Didn't she knock on the door or did she just see them from Oh
1: Oh, I – the way I remembered it, she just saw them and didn't try to approach them. Mm-hmm. Once she realized what was up, Mm
0: -hmm. Um, that they
1: had made a life or whatever.
0: Yeah. So did the uh,
1: the – Oh, and something I read today online – sorry. Somebody online pointed out that in their world that her family was very lucky because they only lost one person. Yeah. In our world, she was always considered very unlucky because she lost three.
3: It's
0: true. It's true. Yeah, it would be really sad for them if they found out that um, there was this alternate universe where she had lost all of them. That would be sad for them. Did it would be. the um, Did the preschool teacher depart also, or is this a whole new mom that they have? Um, oh, no, she didn't. I assume that – okay. She didn't because um, because Nora used to go and stare at the at the preschool kids, and the woman would see her occasionally and, like, scutter off.
1: Yeah, I think this is going to be a different woman. Because theoretically, anybody that is in their world is somebody that, from our point of view, departed.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes, and the preschool teacher didn't. And then um, option four was what I said earlier, um, what Lori always says, don't tell a crazy person that they're crazy. And that Nora like did just um, – she um, didn't go through the thing, decided to hide out in Australia. She's maybe been telling herself that this could have been what happened, and she just believes it and she feels it in her heart the way that that she feels it and then when she tells the story to Kevin and he says I believe you that he's taking a cue from Lori like just run with what she says and believe her because if that's what she needs to believe and I want to be with her then I believe her and the same way that like if he tells her about the hotel she's going to believe him
1: Um, that's plausible but I don't want it to be right
0: okay Um, so Question. The next. Here's the big thing. So, did Lori not kill herself? I guess not. All right. If,
1: if we're following this timeline, then no, she didn't because she's still around and talking to uh, talking to Nora. Yep.
0: Yeah. So many people were so pissed off, and they felt like that episode where she allegedly killed herself at the end um, was just a big dumb fake out. And why? Did well, she do I all thought that at stuff?
1: the time. When it happened at the time, I remember thinking, OK, this is either her last episode, in which case great, or it's not, in which case I'm still OK with it. You know, like I think we were supposed to not be sure.
0: Yeah, we didn't see her not come up out of the water. I When I watched the, yeah. end of the episode, I thought she was going scuba diving because that's how I wrote.
1: I thought she was trying to commit suicide because they included that scene of her talking to her kids.
0: I think that
1: – Like that was a very final goodbye thing.
0: I think that she talked to her kids and was just like, I'm going to kill myself, and then went down in the water and was like, you know what? Jill and Tommy are and pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good uh, – I hope it happened that way too, yeah.
0: And that she was like, maybe, maybe not. And yeah, yeah, and to see her like holding that kid, which, um, by the way, that child looked way bigger than one because Kevin said later on that the <laughs> child was one. No, that child was not yeah. one. Figure out how big kids are when you do that. Change. So the other thing with that was like people were saying, Well, what if that was her kid? Um, the kid that she lost.
3: Oh. Hmm. In in,
0: in the sudden departure. But
3: the yeah. time doesn't make sense. I don't know. And
0: either either we're dead people or we're departed people. I don't think I don't think we're both. So there's that. No. Um, A thing that really struck me from the episode where Laurie didn't kill herself was when she was talking to Nora, and Nora gave her the dollar to make her her therapist, and then she said, um, like, same time next week. And Mm -hmm. I wrote that down at that time, and I was like, well, so what does that mean if she killed herself? And then in this episode, she's talking to Nora, and she says, same time next week? And I thought that was just sort of adorable. Like, either – she knew that she wasn't going to kill herself
3: or mm-hmm.
0: maybe Nora was going to kill herself in the stupid machine and they'd both be on the same plane and maybe they could talk then and
3: i don't know i don't know
1: so what did you think about when Kevin finds Nora and she says she doesn't remember him
0: well she said that to like the in Nora. that moment She's, she said, Yeah,
1: yeah, but then when she talks to him she says she she still pretends for a while that they were never married and all that, you know.
0: Well no, he does that.
1: Oh, I thought she was doing that to him at first.
0: No no I don't, he, no sorry. he he shows up at her house and um and says we uh met this one time at a dance and we had kind of a nice time and I always thought you were kinda cute and then when Matt died I'd hope not
1: <laughs> That's right. I, yeah, I hope yeah. She yeah. would
0: have showed up at the funeral and you didn't And he pretends that none of it happened, and then she's just, like, so – here, I have it all, like, written down. Um, um, hmm, 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 hmm. was lying. Friday sandwich. Um.
1: (laughs) Okay, but she told the nun that she didn't know him, and then he shows up, and he's pretending not to have known her, and that was just killing me for a minute. I was like, come on, you two. I, I, either one of you has a fucked up memory, or something's going on here, because you can't have them get back together after twenty years and both of them pretending they don't know each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so she told the nun. oh well, she said, "Does the name Kevin mean anything to you?" And she said, "No." And really, because this guy came around with a picture of you, and it was you, and his name is Kevin. She's like well,
1: whatever. Really, because you've been involved in the deaths of like three Kevins. Just saying.
0: Who, Nora?
1: Well, I'm just saying, like she was with the whole group, and then there was like the uh, Australian Kevin that died, and then Kevin Senior and Kevin Junior, you know, being multiply died several times, you know.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yes, that's true. Uh,
1: that would be on the public record, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, you sure you don't know the name Kevin? You sure have had dealings with a lot of Kevins.
0: Well, Nora had nothing to do with um with Australian Police Chief Kevin,
1: except that he was part of everybody's story i guess you know he showed up in Kevin's afterlife and he was at that house where they all wind up at you know yeah, that's no true. she wasn't there for that but i include her as being part of their group still
3: that's
0: true that's true so um so yeah so then she says so that's not what happened um you sh- okay so no kevin says i was um just traveling around australia and he keeps saying it i've been traveling around australia i came to this town mm-hmm. i saw you riding your bike and she's like, well, that's not what happened. You showed a picture of me to the nun at the convent. And then mm-hmm. um, he's like, well, then we went to this dance, and so I want to invite you to this dance. I'd never forgive myself if I didn't, and you need to leave. Please just go. And so then she calls Lori, and and, I, and then I wrote down, how much does that cost?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Twenty years from now, it might be expensive to call Australia.
0: I know, from the middle of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. And the discussion with Lori, and Lori, Lori. Was awesome. I I was so glad she was back. I loved it and how she kept yeah. going. Huh? Like, what do you mean, huh?
1: That actress does that very well. She does understatement.
0: She's really good. Have you seen um, your friends and neighbors? No. She's really great in that. It's uh, one of.
1: Those... I make it a point never to see anybody.
0: Never. Oh. <laughs> but I've mentioned these before. These uh, three Neil Neill LeBute movies. Um, uh, um, in the company of men, your friends and neighbors, and Nurse Betty. Um, so yeah, she's yeah. she's in the middle one. It's great. Okay. Um, I loved. I so another thing that like made me feel like um this was sort of uh, Nora's hotel, and somehow she could call out of it was she said, "I don't talk to you about the people here, and I don't tell you about the people here." And this mm-hmm. made, the people here made it sound very ethereal and weird. Um. So, and then she yeah. goes. Then she goes. Huh. And uh, that's a very un-Kevin-like thing to do, and then she goes, huh, again, and that's <laughs> really, really pissing Nora off. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so this is an interesting thing that she she must know that Kevin goes to Australia. Lori does, because she lives next door to She her. must know, yeah. 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 But she's never told Nora, and that, rightly so, and she doesn't tell Kevin where she is, and rightly so, because she's her therapist, because she gave her a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, and she's Just- like, She's like, do you want me to say that it's okay to go to the dance? I don't want to fucking go to the dance. Like, well, okay. Then why did you call me? It's it's just so cute. She's she's just so fun. I, she's always related mm-hmm. to people that way. It's like, so why did you call me then?
1: Yeah, she's very practical.
0: Mhm. And she's just got a kind of a lovely, quiet, quiet beauty about her. And mm-hmm. she seems very content hanging out with Jill's daughter, Penelope. So cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she says... Penelope. S- then she's... Right. <laughs> and then she says, same time next week. And they hang up. Mm-mm. Cute. No, because this is the last
1: episode. There <laughs> won't be another next week.
0: <laughs> I loved all the Billie Holiday songs in, in the episode when mm-hmm. she's riding her bike. Um, and I know in Trent's email he has a problem with all the bike riding, but it's important for Nora's <laughs> character. Nora's character rides a bike. That's just what she does. And it also, I think, lends to Nora's um, – when she was telling the story, whether we believe it or not or whether it's true or not, that everything took a very long time, that she had to get from where she came out of the machine, had to take a boat, several boats somehow, to, to get to New York and find her kids and then to find the guy. took a really long time. And she, and she never explained how long, and we don't know what time this is. Like It took a long time. But when she does stuff, she doesn't care yeah. how long it takes. She just – does what she needs very to Very patient. She's very, very patient. She's very patient. So what if What if in um, the other world um, he can make a machine and other people could go back, but and everyone is saying this, like, well, why doesn't everyone just go back? Because no one is asked before that, because Nor is the only one to come back and want to go back.
1: Yeah. I was thinking that what if, and this is just this sort of, like, no evidence of this whatsoever, but what if the departure happened because we were reaching too many people on this planet, and so now there's a separate Earth, and it's just like, alright, we'll pull the X number of people over here and start over, or you know, uh, at least spread it out a little bit.
0: Well, then what we
1: If they be- can eventually establish two-way travel between the Earths, then we could have everybody could go back and forth and live on whichever one they want to. Hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Hmm.
0: I want to live on the one where everyone gets a beach house. <laughs> I have, I have like a core...
1: But then, if you live in your beach house, then some guy just parachutes down and starts shooting. That's true.
0: If you, but you can
1: dude, never have a mirror,
0: dude. Get this. What if? Mm. What if like you and me? Like I would think there'd like unlimited supplies of like food and shit on the other Earth, right? Because oh yeah, it's like the Walking Dead. Yeah. So like you and me, like. Gather up like all the people we like. I think maybe if we like kind of expand it out, you know, maybe we get like two thousand people, and we all go mm-hmm. and we just go have like the funnest place in the land. And the whole
1: sounds list, good to me.
0: You don't have to work at replays. I don't have to work where I work. <laughs> we could just go to the stores where the food is still left, and you know, live live off canned food for a few years, and then we have to start farming and shit. But it'd be, yeah, it'd be fun for a while. I'd be down. Yeah, totes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, then she takes a bath and brushes her teeth and bikes into town because she's going to go to this party after all. Thanks, Lori. I think Lori convinced her. That
1: thing is I don't think they they have TV on The Other World though.
0: Oh, you don't? Oh.
1: Yeah, because 98% of the people are gone. That's one of the things that's going to take a long time to get back.
0: Like electricity and stuff?
1: Well, like um, production studios and stuff.
0: Well, but we have the movies that we have. Have you seen every movie?
1: No, yeah, we'll but I want there to be new stuff.
0: Okay, all right. That's a good point.
1: But if we can establish communication between the two worlds, then we can just get the same movies over here.
0: But you have to be naked. You can't bring anything through. Hmm. Shane, being being a movie and media lover as I am, would you rather be deaf or blind?
1: Ooh, I would definitely rather be deaf. Yeah, because then I could still read.
0: Yeah, subtitles and shit. Hmm.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm thinking of just like books and stuff too, like.
0: Well, there's audiobooks,
1: but. And see the whole world and like go, yeah, see stuff. I definitely would rather be Jeff.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I like music a lot, and like.
1: Music you... isn't as important to me. I love music, but you, it did not to a, the same level.
0: If you see a movie, a TV show, like if you're watching The Leftovers without that piano thing and it just says plaintive piano music
1: hmm well yeah you lose something but I'm saying the other option is not being able to see it that's true and then you're just like listening to a radio play
0: that's true okay so um also I just want to say
1: this episode might have worked though because it's mostly the two of them talking
0: yeah exactly so um, You know how the Emmys work where, like, they send out, like, one or two episodes of a thing? I think just one, even, mm-hmm. for your consideration. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, if, if you haven't watched the entire series of The Leftovers, this episode is still fucking good. And those two mm-hmm. people are so fucking good. And the music and the makeup and, like, the extreme close-ups on their makeup is ridiculous. They,
1: they did the a- makeup well on them
0: so good like if you go back and watch like mm-hmm. the first episode, or first uh, twin Peaks when Kyle McLaughlin has that makeup on and it was never <laughs> meant to be watched in HD and you shouldn't because
3: oh, <laughs> just uh-huh.
0: looks like someone just spit on his face with a bunch of like play-doh or that's awful it's awful but this was beautiful and so well acted and the tears pouring out of their face and oh my god and, uh, I thought that the wedding, not a dance, which is adorable. This isn't mm-hmm. a dance. people were dancing so cute. seemed very yeah, You seemed, got her there under fault. It seemed very hotel to me. It just seemed like yeah, a weird party. I could see that a weird party, and that mm-hmm. pregnant girl was so adorable and um <laughs> yeah, the uh the beads thing like that's actually like a a Jewish ceremony thing, which uh, mm-hmm. now Fargo again with Jewish ceremonies, damn you shows. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you do actually, like, put beads on a goat and send the goat off into the world to take your sins
1: away. Yeah, I'd heard of that. That's the origin of the word uh, scapegoat.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, And then, And then she did a Sisyphus thing, too, trying to get up that hill over and over and over.
1: Although, I have to say that um, that goat would have had way more beads on it than it had. Beads? Oh, when yeah. When it got caught in the fence.
0: Yeah. Well, it had dropped some because that's what caused her to crash
1: okay well i just saw that uh when it was at the fence it had like three necklaces on it i'm like come on more people had sense than that
0: yeah but i think what happened was it was maybe shaking its head along the way because there were a bunch on the ground and that's what her tire got caught up in so
1: i didn't catch that okay Yeah,
0: maybe it had been dumping them for a while um let's see courthouse oh yeah so then she's telling this like the story of how they actually like met and courthouse and we were getting divorced and I invited you to Miami and I love that they like shot to the thing and when she said Miami it was like a drunk history where the old Nora said Miami while she said Miami and he said that I definitely would have gone because I love Miami But mm-hmm. no he didn't and that was like it was so adorable he's like no I have I have a daughter fuck your daughter <laughs> is what <he> said. <laughs> yeah I, I love the first season oh question what's your favorite season
1: Uh huh. um well, it's between 2 and 3, I think. Um I liked last year a whole lot. Yeah. I I might say that. I might say season 2.
0: Okay. I'm going to say season 1. Okay. I think just because I was getting to know these characters and getting to love them so much and um and guest guest is just-
1: Well, I love um, weird shit, you know that, and I love concept episodes. And so season two was when we first go to the hotel, and then I was like, "Oh, this show suddenly means something completely different to me."
0: That episode is seriously amazing, and I mm-hmm. I think it. Um, I, I'm still guest is still my favorite episode, like
1: season. Which four, one is guest? Remind me.
0: It's when um, when Nora goes to the convention of the employees <laughs> of the sudden departure or Department of Sudden Departure, and then the person steals her identity, so she gets a guest name tag.
1: Yes, 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 yes. yes I, remember, I remember now.
0: Yeah, and then she goes to that party with a bunch of people, and they're like, guest, 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 guest. And <laughs> the guy who makes the, the bodies that you can make look like you, and yeah, he's amazing. And he's the guy who played uh, uh, Cato Kalin in um, the uh, American Crime Story. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was, when I saw him, I'm like, who the fuck is that? It made me crazy, because he had, like, long hair and no shirt, and like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> I just love that episode. I've watched it, like, nine fucking times. But then, after that... I can tell. After that, my second favorite episode is definitely International Assassin. Yes. But season two is amazing. It was just
1: so fun watching that one.
0: Yeah, I really miss Erica. I wish Erica had been a presence this this season
1: yeah uh i maybe the actress's uh schedule just didn't work out
0: well she was yeah she was on American crime, so there was that, but, um, yeah, so yeah, someone said the other day that like it was like the ultimate I can't remember how they worded it, but that just the two of them staring at each other that one scene last year when they just stared at each other while they were talking, it was insane. <laughs> why didn't everyone win all the Emmys? <sighs>
1: I don't know. I think that the show has always struggled getting viewers. I think that's a big part of it. The Emmy voters, you send them that one episode, but if it's not a show that they watch regularly, they're going to be more inclined to vote for the one that they have seen every week.
0: Yep. Seriously, this year. So I heard about these people who are starting campaigns, so I will say it right now. Go everywhere and hashtag leftovers Emmys and just anywhere you can. Like get the word out the way that the um, guilty remnant went and like made them do an ep- a season three just like stood outside and made them I was,
1: should you should we find the Emmy voters houses and stand outside dressed white smoking cigarettes I don't like cigarettes
0: well um, you can you can smoke a joint oh okay you do that um but yes, I'll do that. So um <laughs> Matt died. Um Mary gave the eulogy, so apparently Matt and Mary got back together and Mary did not go into a coma after she left Miracle. So
1: But he did still die of his condition.
0: He did. Oh my god, we didn't really talk about um Matt Libs.
1: Oh, Mad Libs. Matt, I thought you said was, Matt Libs.
0: Well no, Matt it was Matt Libs. Not-
1: well, they called it that? Yes. I didn't catch that. Oh, yes.
0: And so it was a thing that they used to do when they were kids when she had to go to Bible mm-hmm. camp, and he would address the letters to the bravest girl in the world, mm-hmm. and then they would do that. And um, so she replaced uh, brother with gecko, and, and she said that you're the best gecko ever. Oh, that was an adorable good So
1: she's the uh, – what, what did you say? The most important girl in the world? Bravest. No, she's the, the bravest girl in the world, and she's going to get married to the most –
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, so this was cute. At the dance, she says, How are um, Jill and Tom? And he's like, You remember my kids' names? That's sort of creepy, but. Because um, <laughs> he's still. Doing
1: yeah, he's it. still doing that thing, which, oh, that bothered me.
0: I liked it. I liked that he wanted to, like, present to her a place where we could just start over and none of this fucked up shit happened. Like, none of it. Starting I from
1: guess. It before, just felt but, like he like, was.
0: From before Lily. Because, I mean, Lily's a sad thing. Everything was sad. It felt like
1: he was testing her too much, you know?
2: Oh.
0: But then, so, yeah, so we'll get there. Um, <clears throat> not married. still. Oh, still holding a candle for you. Yeah, she asked if he'd ever remarried. And mm-hmm. I've always heard it um, carrying a torch, but holding a candle, okay.
1: Yeah, I've heard of that too.
0: And then... Uh, she asked how his dad is, and um, he's 91. He must be immortal, runs in the family.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Ha ha. He's not immortal because he had a heart attack. A scar. And the scar is the same as the uh, Fisher Protocol scar. Of course. It's in his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What does all this mean? Okay, all that. Then the stuff about the wedding. I kind of skipped over the wedding part because whatever. I don't care about those people. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Bell's Canon is an interesting music choice. Because um, you play it at weddings, you play it at funerals,
3: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you play it at commencements. So it's like all sorts of like the moments in life is when you... All the milestones. All the milestones. And there we go. Um, Someone said, oh, when they were getting married, the guy said, you're my sun and stars. Isn't that um, from Game of Thrones? I don't know. I think so. Sun and stars and, and the other one is my moon and whatever. (laughs) <laughs> I can't wait for that. Oh, my God. All right. Um, right. Let's see. Oh, a mistake is fucking up. A sin is knowing you're doing something wrong.
1: Yes, I I definitely see the difference there.
0: That's a good concept. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, the goat. There was a goat and then the goat in season two, like, got sacrificed mm-hmm. in Miracle. That's weird. And then that same year when we were podcasting on that, there was a goat in, like, True Detective and on Fargo, I think.
1: Yeah, we keep finding these themes between all of these prestige TV shows. It's fucking weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, That Otis Redding song was ridiculous. Dreams to remember. I've never heard that song before, and that <laughs> I didn't recognize it. No, was beautiful though, and yeah, oh, God, I could barely even fucking look at it. <laughs> um, so she leaves, and uh, because what he says is not true, and she like can't can't do it. Um, she doesn't want to play this game anymore, I guess, and she goes home and the birds didn't come home. So then she goes to the convent and the nun has some guy sneaking out of her window.
1: <laughs> Which was a nice touch, I thought. It
0: was, yeah, it was weird because um because Kevin said or she said earlier that Kevin could tell that she was lying and then she lies to Nora and is like, You're not a good liar, nun
3: and, <laughs> and,
0: why don't you just
1: The nun who couldn't lie? That sounds like a spy novel.
0: <laughs> Did you know they're doing a remake? You probably told me, of um, Murder on the Orient Express?
1: Yes. Uh, I'm a huge Christie fan, so I'm very excited for it.
0: Fucking everyone is in that thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I the haven't. last time they did it, it, was an all-star cast, too. Yeah.
0: I haven't seen the preview myself, but I heard on another podcast that they had seen the preview, and I'm like, oh, my God, Shane's going to die.
1: Yeah, the trailer for it is really cool, but a lot of it is basically just showing off everybody that's going to be in it.
0: Yeah, it's like, this person, and this person, and this person. Mm-hmm. And then it has that sound that goes,
3: boom.
1: Yeah, I don't like the way that they use the music in the trailer, but it's still a great trailer.
0: Okay. Um, So she takes the goat home. That's adorable. Um, Mm -hmm. After she does her myth of Sisyphus pushing up the hill thing. Um, And then the goat's eating the messages, which is adorable. She's like, eat these, dummy. (laughs) And then, and then. So here we come to the big thing, and I'm not going to cry while I talk about it. Kevin comes striding up with purpose, um, and mm-hmm. just, like couldn't handle how they left it in the hotel, and that's why I like spent every single one of my um, vacations for the last however long it's been coming and just looking for you, and yeah, and there. That you was were. amazing. And he's like, and there you were, and just, mm-hmm. j- and he lied to her because he just wanted to erase it all and have another chance, and and then, her and her voice, she has the best fucking voice. He's like, you want some tea?
1: That was amazing. The, that was a great line when he shows up and he tells her about how he's been coming there every year looking for her, although I have to wonder if neither one of them was on whatever the 20 years from now on Facebook is.
3: <laughs>
1: I just feel like you could probably find somebody pretty easily, but I don't know.
0: I don't think she'd be jumping on Facebook if she's in hiding.
1: Why is she in hiding?
0: Because she doesn't want – I think that she wanted Matt to tell the story that she went through the thing and that she's gone. Yeah, because she, I think she was so devastated by what Kevin said to her, and you know that like then you should go be with them. That she took that at face value, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
1: you're right. I was just being sarcastic a little bit. But
3: her, her face.
1: It was very sweet.
0: Her face. She does like nine things with her face at one time when he shows up at her door. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, she's incredible. Have you seen um, As Good As It Gets?
1: Um, I think so, but it's only when it first came out.
0: Yeah, so like Helen Hunt and those guys. And at one point, Jack Nicholson says something about her son, and she goes through this like gamut of weird-ass emotions in her eyeballs in like four seconds. And I
1: always appreciate when actors can do that.
0: And that's when she won the Oscar. I'm like, there it is, right there. And then she says, don't ever mention my son again, and walks away. It's amazing. I fucking love that movie. (laughs) Okay. Um, Wasn't that Jack Nicholson's last movie? Jack Nicholson's last movie?
1: Yeah, he was in that, and then I don't remember him being in anything else ever again.
0: Jack Nicholson? Isn't he in that? Yeah, but he's been in lots of things since then.
1: Okay, for some reason, I feel like he's been retired for a long time, and that was the movie that did it.
0: Hmm, no. he's Like, I think The um, Departed is after that, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, okay, I forgot he was in The Departed.
0: The Departed. Yeah,
1: yeah. which is very good.
0: It is very good.
1: I love Andy Scorsese, though.
0: Yeah, I yeah that movie's weird. Um, Everyone in that movie looks the same. Like, Matt Damon <laughs> looks exactly like DiCaprio, looks exactly like Mark Wahlberg. It's fucking weird.
1: Well, yeah, they're all, like generic uh, blue-collar white guy.
0: Yeah. Milo Milo like walked in one day when I was watching it and was like, oh, it's Matt Damon. Like, No, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, oh, that's Matt Damon. <laughs> no, that's Mark Wahlberg. Holy fuck, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Matt Damon. No, that's Fat Damon.
0: Yes. Did you see that thing that uh, Chris Pine did on Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago? That he's, um, he's not that Yes, crisp. all the Chris.
1: That was yes.
0: so funny. That is so funny. That was great. I myself can't tell, tell the uh, Hemsworths apart, but I don't care because... They're all adorable. <laughs> I don't care which one is which. So my notes end there because I know – The show ne- kind of ends there. The, well, but the next thing that happens is Nora tells the, the awesome story and her face and her makeup and her tears. And then I guess they decide to be together. Yay.
1: Yeah, which is very good. I'm glad that they it, they went for a happy ending. But does this mean now – that she's going to is she going back with him to the US does this mean that she's going to tell everybody that she's alive now
0: i don't know i kind of think they should just stay where they are
1: or is he just going to live in australia with her and then everybody's going to be like hey that's really weird that he's disappeared and we never heard from him again and then nor i mean lori will just sit there and nod at them and be like yes that is strange i have no idea what happened
3: yep
0: <laughs> do you think lori and john are still together Oh no! They said. That, I hope right? so. He did say
1: that. I don't remember. Okay.
0: They still live next door. Yep. Yeah. And I like that Tommy doesn't get a happy ending. That he's had kind of a rough time. He had like a failed marriage well, and yeah. stuff. And you know that's how shit goes. And he mm-hmm. must be traumatized by the shit that happened to him early on.
1: Excuse me. Uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The book. Um. The book stuff is interesting with uh him and Christine and Holy Wayne and the baby and. I thought
1: that from watching the first season, he would continue to be one of the main characters on the show. It's kind of interesting how – doing anything with him.
0: Mm -hmm. I know. Well, I think the thing is um, that characters who um, had sort of a realization of who they are and made peace – they didn't need to deal with anymore so as
1: yeah i definitely see that
0: as people made peace and just the fact that whether he has a happy life or not he has his sister and he has you know his his family at least he has that and he's he's good to go he's fine you know stuff doesn't have to be perfect but just as long as you have something or someone it's a nice thing (sighs) oh okay i loved that show Beyond all reason, it Uh-oh. it just touched me in crazy ways. Um, we need to read an email from from. Our I know cars. it's so
1: strange to have an email on this podcast, it but I'm is. excited.
0: So, um, yeah, if anyone's listening to this, if you want to send us an email for uh, Fargo, or we'll probably be, keep going with Twin Peaks. We'll eventually do something about American Gods, and
1: um, know, or if you just want to write in about the end of this show, we'll still read it.
0: We totally will on another show. Um, Gmail... Pa-ching. So yeah, some stranger wrote us. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know. It's weird because... Some loser. It's weird because the guy who wrote us is like the same name on the email that I'm, like, loading right now. Huh, weird. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Leftovers for Nail. Or, um, what was it on, uh, Breaking Bad? F- f- oh, f- uh... Felana, f- 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 uh- right?
1: Felina, because of this song.
0: Felina, that's right. Um, so, let's see, I'll read part of it. And also
1: because meth, blood, and tears, or whatever.
0: <laughs> Crystal blue persuasion. <laughs> um, I'm going to read part of it, then you can, because this is long. Okay, oh, I'm following along. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm sorry. Hey, everybody. My name is Trent. First time, long time, Ha. Huh? Hi, Trent. Hi, Trent. So, listeners, um, Trent is um, also part of the Baltic Effect, and we do a Better Call Saul podcast that we record on Wednesdays. And, uh, yeah, so you can write into this same place if you're interested. Um, Well, I wanted to share a few thoughts about the huge epic finale of epicness that has everyone calling it perfect. Before I get to that, though, it's time for the Trent Sadie Bjork podcast Pod Quiz. I have only one question, that's worth two of the ever-elusive and often-disposable Trent tokens. If you guys can't answer the question, you can text me for a hint. If you require the hint, the correct answer <laughs> will be worth only one point each. Sounds stupid and mean enough to be something from Trent? I thought so. Here we go. Where is Lori? Yeah. Lori's um wherever... Mapleton, I guess, or Miracle. Jarden. Oh, yeah, Jarden. Yep. Nobody calls it miracle anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Trent. So, hmm. You should. While I read, you, Trent. You, Trent, text.
1: And I'll tell him that you said Mapleton.
0: No, no, I didn't. I, I can't. No. <laughs> yes, you did. I, I did, but I. But then I. No, but then I fixed it. We talked about. It yeah, recently.
1: you're right. We both said Jarden.
0: Okay. All right. You do that. Good luck with that. If Mm -hmm. you already know the answer and have already talked that to death, I'm very sorry, and you can just move on to my usual blowhard thoughts on this episode. So everyone has said this finale was perfect. I want to say that I definitely liked it very much. I think that a lot of us compared this to the unmitigated dumpster fire that was the lost finale, so the fact that this was actually cohesive and well-acted makes us all want to jump for joy. I have to say, though, that perfect it was not. There were lots of things and Ooh. stuff that was totally unnecessary that patted out... And bangs? Stuff and things. Stuff and things. I know. He, he spelled it th- I, with things with an I. I'm not sure... That's what, weird. ...what he means by that, but... ...that patted out this episode. I don't need the heavy-handed symbolism of Nora climbing a muddy hill to become the scapegoat for everyone's sins just to have her throw gross mud and goat blood beads on her paper towels. I mean, geez, Yuck. <laughs> throw a little Purell on them or something. <laughs> we get it. She's super Bumsville and she was Matt's sister. Fine. Okay. <laughs> if we don't have have let's see, if we don't have that, then we don't need her bicycle wreck, and if we don't have her bicycle wreck, then we don't need fifteen laborious shots of her riding her bike to and fro. Sidebar though, about the time that I had thought, if I have to watch one more bicycle shot I will and then she went ass over tea kettles. It's clear that <laughs> someone up there is listening and I'm talking to you, oh holy Kevin who died for our sins, part of the Red Seas, and brings Christmas gifts to the good girls and boys. Did you text him already? I did text him. All right. You take over.
1: Okay. says, what was amazing about this episode is that it was mostly Nora and Kevin. Those two and their ridiculous relationship is one of the main reasons I have been into this show. Cheers. This episode was – yes, cheers. This episode was really sweet and had some surprisingly funny moments. Well, a funny Aussie wedding at least. Also, we found out that Nora went to see the others, and even though it was just a short story, it was still more interesting than when they met the others on Lost. Mm -hmm. Now that I've come full circle, it's time for my thoughts on the show in general. As the show was coming to an end, I was thinking back to when I first started watching this show. I was crashing at my parents' house for a couple of weeks before I moved up here to Wisco. I left my friends and my family behind to start a new life. I didn't do it to get away from them. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't miss one of them and love them very much. I just – I left because it was time for me to start the life that I knew was waiting for me. And there it is. Just as this show is coming to an end, not only do I think back on what, um, on what all the show has gone through, but I think about my life in these last three years. Nora has explained why she started the new life she did. Kevin says he believes her. I mean – Really, he should just be saying, I told you so, because she never believed that he was a Jesus Christ-style living dead girl. Hmm. Hands are being held, tears are flowing, subtle piano is cued, and an audible sniffle comes out of my face. That was all swiftly followed by me yelling, I'm not crying, you're crying, shut up. (laughs) This show has been one of the craziest shows I've ever seen, and it was bookended beautifully. Now we must all move on to the new things that come up and look forward to all the places we will go. Thank you, Dr. Seuss. Now, has anyone seen my plastic bags and duct tape? Hmm. (laughs) Until our next moving picture periodical infatuation, Brent. That's very sweet, Trent. I liked that email.
0: Thank you, Trent. Yeah, as as I was reading your email That was really,
1: like, heartfelt.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about my thing and and how this show, like, just... Like got me through, got me through some stuff, and just I'm not a spiritual person. I'm, well, I'm, I am a spiritual person, but I'm not a religious person. This show just like had something that was, you know, it wasn't forced down my throat. I didn't have to believe it. No one was making me believe it. No one was telling me it was right or wrong. It just made me feel shit. <laughs>
1: I want to comment real quick on something I've said before about this show which uh, he brought up a little bit here their weird relationship. I love how this show deals with relationships and how they don't have that trope of uh hiding secrets from each other because they don't believe the other one will accept it or whatever. They sit down and fucking tell each other, "Yeah, I kill myself sometimes." You know? They sit down and have conversations like adults, and sometimes it doesn't work out like it didn't a couple episodes ago. But for the most part, people on this show have goddamn conversations and figure the plot out, which is great.
0: It's true. Yeah. I can't remember when it was. that. And
1: they support each other.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When – was it after, like, she caught him, like, um, smothering himself that she's like, I used to hire hookers to come over to my house and shoot me. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like. Let's be honest about this shit. Like, if we care about... And
1: then she family, works with him. She's like, look, look, I'm going to handcuff you to the bed, but this is just the thing we got to do right now, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. But yeah, I like um, all the relationships on this show. I think everyone was super honest. Like, that moment I mentioned earlier, like, after John had shot Kevin and was really pissed at Kevin, and they go home during the riots, and he's like, well, what if no one's here? Then come to my house. You know, just, mm-hmm. like, accept your neighbors and... Do what you need to do to be a part of a community. I think the community is a giant message of this show. Be it the Guilty Remnant, be it your family, mm-hmm. be it your school, you know, be it the Holy Wayne shit. Just find somewhere that you can be and, you know, and try and be happy. hmm. <sighs> All right. So. <laughs> Good talk. Um, we will be recording about Fargo on Thursday. Hopefully, I'll get this out tomorrow so that will make sense when this comes out. <laughs> that Thursday is coming. <laughs> to the
1: listener, some Thursday in your past, we will have talked about Fargo. It's true.
0: All right. So, until the next time we talk about this, oh, which won't be ever, until Shane and Aww. I talk again, um, that's Shane. Yep. And I'm Sadie.
2: And let the mystery be. Everybody is wondering what and where they all came from Everybody is worrying about where they're gonna go when the whole thing's done